This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. From Chicago, this is the Chabrusa. I'm Avram Kivalevich. And I'm Colin Warch. Colin, um, I don't think we can really escape uh, the shadow of the tragedy in Miron that occurred on Lock Bomer Eve. And uh, I know that uh, I-, I have been on record that, you know, that we're waiting to hear uh, a substantive response uh, from the Gedele Yisrael uh, on this that other than, you know, the, the usual good, positive, but I'm going to say platitudes. However, I think you uh, are, are seeing this in a little bit of a different light. Not, not that we need a response to this specific terrible tragedy, which in, again, obviously all the Chaylub should have and the people who were nifted, they should have alias. But rather, you are seeing this as sort of like a, from what I understand, and you can you can articulate it for yourself, as a a a, a I guess a roundhouse punch or a, uh, a knockout to the to the solar plexus. My boxing metaphors are totally skewered yeah. today, yeah, was- but but you're seeing this as something that really forces us to do more than just talk about what happened there, but actually to to think even bigger and think about this whole last year. So why don't you go ahead and, and, and articulate what you want to say about this? Well, you know, before we started this uh, new season of the Chavrusa, I call it season five through ten, uh, we have discussed, you know, some of these subjects that we'd like to, you know, think about beforehand, and maybe we can discuss them over the weeks. And um, one of those subjects that I kept bringing up was, I don't think that Klal Yisrael, the Jewish people, have responded in any significant way to the COVID pandemic and everything that came with it. it there have been individuals, there have been uh, people who have said nice things, people who have said not such nice things, but there has not been a response by the Jewish people. And I remember talking with you, uh, uh, saying that, you know, in one of our, in one of our Chavrusa discussions, we should discuss this, you know, from a you know, Chavrusa perspective, kind of going back and forth as to what would be some ideas to, and we kept putting this off, you know, we kept putting off this discussion. I, uh, I, I don't know why. Uh, but... What's that in common? Response to the, the COVID, you mean a, a large, Sort of like a Kabbalah, or what does it mean? How Klal Yisrael should change? What should the whole Torah Jewish world be doing? Right? That, that that's what you mean. I mean, th- I think there- that's one part of it. I, I think you're raising a good point. I probably should elaborate on it, and maybe, and I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll elaborate on kind of what kind of responses, um, you know, I, I was thinking of. But but uh, I just want to. Um, bring home this point that I feel, because of the way that I'm looking at this, I feel like Corona ended in, when I say ended, you know, ended in the way that it ended, 
end, hasn't fully ended, but in whatever sense, things are starting to open up, so the trajectory has changed. And our trajectory has not changed. It has, it's, it's in, in the same place. It's a, and I feel like there was something missing, almost like a hischaivus, an obligation upon the Jewish people, a debt that we owed. And I think that it has to be connected to the tragedy that occurred, which is the first gathering, large gathering, a spiritual gathering and a holy gathering of Kal Yisrael, sort of coming back into the world and, and, and uh, celebrating the way we used to celebrate, but without whatever we were supposed to be bringing with us. And I'm not saying it was a punishment, but I think that part of that is what triggers bad things to happen. And I, I do think that on some level, you know, I'm worried. What if this is a warning shot? What if, you know, if we don't find the proper response to all of these things, that something really terrible is going to happen? And, and we know when bad things happen, there's always these little warning things. And we always tell ourselves, like, why couldn't we read the writing on the wall? And, and I don't mean a doomsday kind of thing either. I just mean that, like, where it's always been. There have always been the Gedola Yisrael have always come out with this is the response, this is the approach that we have to take towards this. And I don't feel like that was done here. And when I say response, I want to clarify because of your question earlier. It, it may be that all of Klal Yusuf should take on, I don't know, to, to, to keep Shabbos better, to Shmir Salash, you know, all the things that we usually, I don't know if it's just that, or maybe it's an attitude, attitude adjustment that we have to um, change the way that we look at things. I, I would be, be very much a proponent of, of having used this year to fix the rifts between us and promote a real achdus, not the achdus that's sold in the, uh, in the street fairs, but, but a real achdus. And I feel like we've gone in the opposite direction. So I, I, I can elaborate on this. You can agree or disagree. But I do think that after this tragedy, and a tragedy it is, this is... This is basically unheard of. We don't do this. This doesn't happen to us. I mean, we have got rare examples, you know, the Sandal on the summer and, the, you know, we've got uh, some, some um, isolated, but this is not something that happens to us. And this is something that really needs to make us as a community and individually as a people um, consider seriously, what are we being told here? What's the message? Yeah, well, I mean, I appreciate your passion. I'm not exactly sure whether... I, I get what it is that you want. Let, let, let me try to break it down a little bit from where I'm sitting. Um, the, the events of COVID, um, the deaths, clearly shocked and hurt. The amount of G'dayla Yisrael who died unnecessarily, too young, despite their advanced age, brought tremendous pain. Uh, to, to the Jewish people. And I think there was an, a tremendous appreciation uh, that, that occurred. Was there an articulation of what we need to do? Was there a, was a, was there a, was there a convening of the Moetzes and saying, with the deaths of these G'dayli Yisrael and this sense of, of, of uh, as this machla had spread, um, like, what was the Kabbalah? I, I think part of the problem was um, there was there was shock over these deaths. There was the unknown. Put it this way: uh, a bridge that collapsed. Even what happened in Maron, it was in a way 
easier, although, as you say, it is terrible and it's, uh, it's, it's so horrible to even contemplate what was happening and to, to put yourself in the place of those young people and older people that died. But it, at least it was something that I think people could wrap their heads around. I think the disease of corona was so scary to people that it paralyzed many. Um, it, 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 in the beginning, of course, there was an incredible denial of anything. And then when the reality started to sink in and the death started to pile up, and it was fueled, of course, by the, the, the outer world, the world that we live in, the scientific world or the social world, about how terrible things were. I think there was a sense of, of, of paralysis, paralysis and, and, and striving to, to discover something. We were looking for some sort of answer. Yeah, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to disagree here. I think that the, what you're describing, I absolutely agree that's what happened, meaning that the entire world was caught like a deer in the headlights. It, people would just, they didn't know. And, and there were some people who were forecasting the end of the world. And, and even for those who weren't, some people, the other side was calling it, uh, you know, a whole made up story. And, and you know, Obviously, no one was denying that the uh, um, actual disease existed, but in terms of its severity, some people were calling it the end of the world, some people are still calling it the end of the world, and some people are calling it the great hoax, or did call it, and maybe still call it, in terms of, of its severity and all of that. But I don't think that it's okay. For the Gedole HaTorah, who are supposed to be the in charge of, on some level, the world, to, to claim this kind of being caught like like a deer in the headlights. They don't have that excuse. And, and, I, and I know, and I want to point out to the listeners that uh, uh, Rev Avram has done a, a, an amazing job, and I have to give you credit for it, of highlighting the individuals who we lost during um, during Corona. And I would refer to um, you to his website where he he does a, a, a an amazing study of all of those individuals. Not just, I just want to say it's not just me. I've actually, I tapped students of those Gedolei Yisrael who were lost and students and admirers. So it's really, again, thanks for the, yes, thanks for the Shavach. And I, and again, I think it's a good place to go back to. Uh, it's but but I don't want to make, I don't want to make Corona only about that though, because yes, we lost the Gedolim and, uh, and, uh, but the, the, the whole, the thing was the entire world, hunkered down. Everyone found a, found their little corner. Everyone hid inside of it. You know, people went into survival mode, you know, almost like, you know, the, the woolly mammoths and the saber-toothed tigers were running around and we each found our cave and hid in it until they went extinct. I, I, that's almost the way you could see that people were behaving the way people... And so many people um, lost so many levels of... of, of um, Mental stability and spiritual stability, communities. There were people who, um, you know, developed all kinds of, uh, um, you know, bad habits and think from being locked down. And there, see, it seemed like while everyone was in survival mode, everyone picked their corner, including the leaders. And maybe there were some rabbanim who did things with their shuls, did things with their community. But I don't, not just the gedoli hadar, but the entire process didn't seem to, uh, including the lock, the lockdown itself is, is terrible suffering. The amount of suffering that it caused for individuals, for families, for communities, and okay. um, kids right. who lost school. I, I, it's not just about the gedolim that are lost, all the people who died, the people who got sick, but more so the, the um, suffering of the entire year and 
what does Kal Yisrael come out with? What have we come out with? What have we produced? What have we gained? And, and individually, there are examples. I can point out examples too. I know people who have done uh, amazing things during this time, but as a people, and how could it be so, that we right, don't come out better and bigger? Yeah, yeah. So again, look, I, I, I bemoan the same things you are saying, but I think you need to be uh, realistic here. It is, it is, it was a sorry. Uh, in many ways, a sorry tableau, and there was a lack of courage, and there was fear. Um, and and well, I think, I'm not and I, and I, and I, and I can't I think, accept that. I, right, but I think you agree that that is what curtailed the ability to articulate, because people were afraid of sticking their foot in their mouths, right? Who's people? Who's and, people? Okay, and even for example, let, well, let's go back to someone that I love so much, Rav Chaim, as Ogazunzai. Right? Who in the beginning said, Oh, we're just going to keep the yeshivas open. We're going to work Torah. We're going to show that we can, right? And it turned out that all those statements, whether he made them with understanding or not, or whether he really made them or not, ended up, of course, reflecting back in such a, in a way that was, was terrible for us and terrible for our, uh, who we were. There was a media that was assaulting us. Uh, consistently and properly, I think, <laughs> for uh, not uh, for not adhering. I disagree with that. I, I think that there is room for different approaches to these kinds of things, and no one's got a monopoly on how. We, and for some reason, the media felt like there's only one story, and this, and that they have a monopoly on the process. Of the show. I don't agree. But in terms of Reb Chaim, again, I, even if you find an individual, um, where was the meeting? Where was the meeting of the Gedolei Yisrael on something so big? Right. So I think that was, I think my point, Kalman, was that I think with Rav Chaim's misstep, I think broad, I, I well, just let me make the, the broad. You can't call Rav Chaim's misstep. In, in your opinion, he's a misstep. It's a misstep. Okay, so, I'll let you All right. But, uh, I don't understand. Even the greatest Amaroyim talk about the mistakes that they made. Okay, so look. I, 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 I listen, he, he can make mistakes. But that doesn't mean that this. Right, I'm the biggest chassid of the Derech Hamuna around. You know, I love the Sefer, and I love Time of the Cry. I love all his zachen. It's gevaldik. My point, though, is, and don't again. You know, you're nitpicking when you realize there's a bigger thing here. So let's put the what I said about Rav Chaim. I have the biggest covet for him, but I think that is an indicator of how people didn't know. I'm going to compare this. I think to what was going on with the rise of the Third Reich and the Nazi regime, and when things started to get really terrible, uh, before they actually became ultra-terrible to the point that, that of course, COVID would seem like a, uh, you know, a year on in, you know, in the Bahamas uh, with having, you know, d- sipping mint juleps on the beach, which, of course, but I'm talking about, let's say, the years... In, in, in Europe, where the, um, in Germany, especially after the Nazis came to power and all the Xeris, et cetera, and the continued, right? During those years, there was a, a shock to the system. People really didn't know. And I think you saw a similar amount of, of, of hemming and hawing. You even had Gedele Yisrael who sort of thought we can appease Hitler. We couldn't. Uh, there, were, there was not, and, and, and was only really afterwards, after Nebuch, the, the smoke of the crematoria had, had, had stopped, that there was a real reckoning of the mistakes that had been made. Rav Salvechik and others were, were courageous enough to talk about that. And so were other, there were other G'dayli Yisrael that also said we should have left Europe, right? We should have seen it coming. But during the period itself, 
un- there was you didn't have those statements. And then, although you're right, it wasn't worldwide. It was centered on a, a specific few countries. It didn't affect North Africa as much. It didn't affect places in America like the pandemic did. But it was, in a way, at the heart of where most of the Jewish people were. And once again, you had a situation where we weren't sure what was going on. And there was a lack of, of, of cohesion. There was a lot of platitudes of probably davening and saying tilim and doing what needed to be done and, and being machazik and taira. But it really, it almost took the events to end before people came and started really talking about what the Rabbanu Shalom wanted. Is and, this a rationalization or a or an explanation? I, I'm not sure where you're going with this. Because uh, what I'm, I'm trying to show you that that the phenomena of a worldwide cataclysm, or a a, a very wide centered cataclysm in a certain area, we don't necessarily have the brains, the understanding, the political savvy to always articulate or to even ever articulate what needs to be said that's not okay that's you're right okay. but it was but it was on display then and it was similarly on display now but on the other hand Kalman, there were you got to admit even during covid there was calls for achtus there was calls for the eradication of sinus chenum. you did see the rise although there was it wasn't necessarily uh projected that way as for people to understand one of the things we've talked about is the rise of course of of, 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 of a hanging on to a, the post-Kim Bahalocha, like Rav Asher Weiss, Rav Asher Schechter, there was an incredible pollination where you have the modern Hevron Tinek, you know, quoting Rav Asher Weiss, right and left, as Kloisenberger Chosset, and then you had really the, 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 the most yeshivish of you know, taking out Rav Asher Schechter's Psalkim. That is a small thing, but I think it was a certain unified, it was a certain unification that was occurring as people were recognizing the primacy of Psak, as opposed to whether you're going to send your kid to college or not, or whether exactly, uh, you know, exactly what sort of tablecloth you have at home, or, or are we going to have Lamude Chol yeah, in the school? I, I still think you're speaking a very small picture. Let me say that. Someone asked me, someone asked me, because I raised this issue, and I said, um, and I mentioned that you know, there was no response from the Gedolei Yisrael in, in at least what I'm calling a response. So someone said to me, maybe there was, it just didn't reach you. And my response to them was, if it didn't reach me, then it wasn't a response. I believe that based on where I am and my surroundings and, and the situation that I am in, if there would have been a response by the Gedolei Yisrael, it would have reached me. Uh, yeah, I, I, let me ask you a question. I, I, I know you, you're also an historian, besides for all the other things. Um, the Tosus Yamtiv, right? Hanan the Yamtiv Lipa Heller, the uh, great commentator on the Mishnayas. Right? So he wrote this little uh, Mishabeirach after the, uh, the Chalmanitsky um, uh, pogroms in the 1648. Um, so he, he, he felt like the cause of this was was people talking in shul? That's very specific. That's very specific, right? It's very specific. And yeah. he instituted that we should make a special mishaberach for people who don't talk in shul. I'm not sure whether that worked. Either that, or it gave more people time to talk because that's when people talk during the mishaberach. 
but but he was able to pinpoint. And I don't. Think, I think everyone agreed with him, right? It was uh, in those. I days, don't know if that's it, true. It I don't know. Dorian. It was put uh, into the Dorian. Okay, Colin, come on, grow up. My, my point is, someone stepped up. Yeah, someone, someone stepped, stepped up. up and said, this is the reason why it happened. Yeah, this so in, in, in his little area of influence, when we weren't talking about a global community like we have today, and because of his significance as the great commentator, as you said, people know about this. But is that, and people will still trot it out, and rabbis all over the world, including your the rabbi of the shul that you attend, I'm sure, is very happy about this statement of the Tosis Yontem, which he can point to with dramatic effect about how important it is not to talk. Yeah, I'm not saying, I'm not but there saying was, there was not, there was not a, 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 a Tosis Yontem lived in a door where you had, again, you had the Marshal and the Maral, and you had the Marambi Lublin, you had a, a whole list of great, great Rabbonim Paiskim throughout Kuala Yisro, where they all say, yes, he's got it. The Taisis Yontem, that's it. Let's stop this movement of talking and show. No, that didn't occur. Okay. So did he have a Gilui Baruch HaKadosh? I don't want to say that. He's a shtikla, a shtikla nadical of Taisis Yontem, so I don't want to, uh, I don't want to say that he didn't have a Gilui Baruch HaKadosh. But I think the, it was a different felt. I think that's also really when I come back to the Holocaust again, it was something that it was more than just one community. It was more than just a group of, of, of communities in the Rhineland. It really was, as we know, a global catastrophe as much as it, the right. And I think in yeah. that way, it, it becomes a lot harder uh, to be able to to pin down and give over the part that needs to be said, especially... Let, let, let me move our conversation forward, I think. I think we need to go to this place. Because you asked me before, like, what would be the response? And maybe we should go there. Because um, I, I'm saying there was no response. You're saying maybe there couldn't have been a response. And, and that the responses throughout history maybe do more typically come afterwards than before. Right. So... so Let's call it after. Let's call it after. What is the response? What is the right response? Okay, so you're okay. So if we assume, and I and I I know both of us believe this way, although you know the fear mongers are out there. Both of us believe that the again we might be proven wrong and, and feel and seem like idiots. I think mo- both of us, and I think there's many who agree with us, believe that COVID is in the rearview mirror. That this, right, the opening up is... Yeah, if if we are able to set all politics aside and look at it from a purely scientific perspective, the scientists seem to be suggesting that the trajectory is that COVID is going Right, and and, and the truth is, is that even, we could whisper about this, but everybody knows that had there not even been the carefulness of, uh, of of the trials... Right, the 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 uh, sequence of the COVID, the the DNA, the RNA of the or the DNA of the COVID vaccine of the that created the COVID vaccine was really around within weeks of the beginning of the pandemic, and we know how early Russia developed the very successful vaccine that they had. So in many ways this could have been curtailed, right? Again, because of people's warnings, because they don't want to issue a vaccine that would, would, would have terrible effects. 
it ended up till December of 2020 before the vaccine became at least uh, available here in the United States in, a, in, a, in any sort of greater fashion. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I'm not sure if uh, if we're privy to all the okay. So there was a lot. So there, a lot of it was was holding back out of caution. But now that the vaccine is out, and we realize, and if we do our research, it doesn't take much on the internet to find that basically they had it whether it was Johnson or Pfizer or Sputnik you know, in Russia or AstraZeneca, they, these, there was an incredible chachma that went into it. There was shared information that was givaldic, alavai bayin gezokt, that they would share the scientific information with the excitement that was shared then. So in many ways, that was already the Hatzola. It took Nebuch weeks and months of... Of, of, of unfortunate uh, red tape to be pushed through, but it did burst forth eventually. And now I think we could say that it's in the rearview mirror, correct? I think we're, we're both in agreement on that. Okay. Um, now, so what needs to be said over what we've, what have you done this year? What has happened? Well, well let me go back to Lishitasi, right? According to my position that I feel like um, the, tragedy that occurred last week is a sort of um, a warning shot telling us that uh, you should have made a uh, but you should have had a better response so if I could take it to that place um, it it does seem like the fact that this particular tragedy I think more than most other tragedies touched almost every community where the Jewish people live it was so just from everywhere, just from America, from all over the world. And, and there were Hasidim and Misnagdim. It was just, I think there's, I think it's going to lead many people to go back to what I think is properly the most reasonable first place to start with, which is the fact that we, the Jewish people are factioned. We're broken apart into pieces. We don't, have the proper love for each other. And that includes, I believe very much, the, um, that there should be a greater love between the Chilonim and the Datiyim in Eretz Yisrael in both directions, I, I, in both directions. I think that sometimes people make that mistake of only phrasing it in one direction, in both directions. And I think that's the, the first place to start, although I'd like to go elsewhere, but I, I think okay. that is the first place you have to bring up. Okay. What are your thoughts? Okay, okay. so look, I, I don't agree with you. And, and who am I? Who, 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 both of us are, are, are tiny little insects, uh, even less than that compared to, <laughs> to the mind of God. We're infinitesimally dust specks to know what God wants. But I know I'm interrupting wait, you. Wait, 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 but wait, wait. Hold okay. Okay, go ahead, so, finish. So, so, but I also have an idea about what I think it was. I, I, I'm not, again, to say, you know, basically what you're saying, and I'm just going to repeat so people can get it clear. You idiots. Why didn't you do something about COVID? Why didn't you, re- I, I put you into this, you, you were in this prison for a year. You, you, your whole life was shaken up. Instead of just coming out with, with, with greatest lavos uh, and saying, now we're back, God, and now we just want to serve you. Why didn't you, why don't you incorporate some sort of life-changing message about that? I don't want you just to come back and use this event as a, as a way to, to sort of, with a, with, in a sense of relief, that it's over. I want you to have learned 
the list. And this is what Kalman, Rabbi Kalman Warch is saying. And therefore, at the moment where you are seemingly coming to me and you are singing on Imamin and you are showing the Islamists and you're showing yes. And like you say, a, a, a swath of society that was all there. And that, and again, I, again, I'm, I was critical before about turning this into this big uh, concert event, but okay. But common Warch is seeing it as you have to, as seemingly, yeah, we are coming together. And this is, at least for these moments we're here, at least at the Frumvelt, not the Chiloni Velt necessarily, but maybe part of them as well. And God is saying, you know what, you guys got something wrong. You're here dancing and, 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 and with a production and, and, and you have your Islavis, you have your lave in your heart, but there's something still missing. You guys forgot something way back then. Yes. I allowed this 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 machla to pass through the chokhmah of the vaccine and others. But what were you supposed to get from it? You didn't get it. Now maybe you'll start thinking about it and get it. That's what come. That's I, I just basically encapsulated what you were saying, and I know I repeated it. I right. don't think Kalman that the the, the world is going to look at it this way. And let me explain why. First of all, they they are going to zero in on this event. Uh, already, my friends in Israel tell me that the enmity that exists between the Haredim and the, uh, the Chilonim, if that's the term to use, has really been exacerbated by this. The, 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 the Chilonim are saying, oh, here's another example of how the Haredim get away with everything. They're able to uh, have unsafe events. They're able to uh, do things uh, disregarding uh, COVID uh, uh, restrictions. That's the way they were then. And here again is an example of how they get what they want, even in the most dangerous way. We don't say they deserved it and that they, that they, should, that they should die, but this is an example of how the Haredim really don't get the modern world. They don't get, and they get everything they want in the, uh, uh, in, in the Medina that they shouldn't be Zoha to, right? And the Haredim, as we know, during COVID, really saw, and you saw it, although the Gedele Yisrael tried to rein it in, but there was hooliganism, right, of, 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 of officials and police, whoever they were, were attacked, and, and things were set on fire in B'nai Brak as if it was Watts in and, 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 and 1967, right? That was, like, incredible, right? Or Seattle 2020. <laughs> okay, yes, all right. Again, but you remember, I'm just remembering it from my youth, or, or you know, you know. Uh, so basically... Okay, the Chilonim and the Haredim, they came out of COVID hating each other. Every, you know, it, it's so funny because I come from Union County in New Jersey, and the amount of deaths there were much more per million or per thousand than they were in Eretz Yisrael. And Eretz Yisrael, I was looking at these numbers, and there's so, oh, oh, another couple of cases. Do you know what's going on in, in New York, in New Jersey? Do you realize what's happening there? I mean, especially now, if you look at the numbers now in India. But anyway, but there was, there was incredible, you know, th- th- they waved the flag so terribly against the Haredim that the Haredim, look what they're doing and they're, and they're causing these super spreader events and the Haredim said, we're being targeted and this is again a Malchus Rishus, look at this, these Gezeris that are coming down on us you're, 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 you're misreporting things and, and, and pushing away and keeping Yeshivas closed so do you really come and expect and we both agree that as much as we love the United States and England and the heart of, the heart of Jewish life and Jewish thought is Eretz Yisrael, right? So in Eretz Yisrael, do you really think that they're going to start thinking about Mm, we have to be Ba'achtus now with the Chilonim. They, they saw this period, Chilonim on their side, Haredim on their side, as a period of an incredible fire of hatred of, of, of each side. 
I, it sounds like you're criticizing my position, but I feel like you're agreeing with my position. Yes, what they did was wrong, and that's not what should have happened. The opposite should have happened, and I think that's why this tragedy um, is 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 meant to wake us up um, to this. I, I, I want to say something further because I I said this, and someone really attacked me on this. Uh, not you. Uh, but but someone attacked because I said I was talking about it. the person said well you don't know we don't know why these things happen uh, you know we don't know the mind of God we don't know the reasons for things I don't know why this happened and I'm not claiming to know why this happened but this sort of dismissive excuse of you know we don't know and therefore and therefore what therefore we should be silent move on with life and make no changes when, when a tragedy occurs you know it's you should never go to someone and say you know i think this is why this happened to you but a person when that happens to him is supposed to say you know why did this happen to me and make changes even even if you don't know the reason why you can understand you can read messages and and i, I i'm not saying that this is why people got injured or or died because because we didn't properly respond but i do think that whatever the reason why it happened it's also meant for us to wake up and to um, and and to take a message, a big one from it. And I, I'd like to. Throw that's the Ram, that's the Rambam and Ilkhus Titus, which everybody, which I have talked about often. Uh, rationalist uh, people and and people on the left hate this Rambam. Uh, they miss. They they try to interpret it in, in, in their own way. Yeah, I'm on pause. So if you can. Uh, okay. Give me a... so, yeah, I just gave it. Okay. So let's take a look here in the Rambam. Um, the Rambam says, of course, that uh, when he talks about the mitzvahs haseim and atera, to take out the trumpets uh, on any tzara that has come, uh, that is threatening to come on the tzibur, as perhaps this year, and is threatening to come, uh, on anything that is shayatzer lachem, but tzara is dever, of course, and let's say, I don't know if technically corona was dever, but it's close enough. I, it's a magaifa. Yeah, 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 right. But dover Obviously, if we turn to God, we realize that we are being punished. And God, the Rambam, rationalist that we was, understood that, that, that things that happen to us are because of bad things that we have done. Whatever you want to say, things that we need tikkun for. You know, this is, you know, people don't want to hear this today. Um, if you want to get rid of it, the way to get rid of it is to own up and recognize and change. But if we do nothing, this occurred because, you know, there was a bath out of Wuhan and, uh, you know, the Chinese are, are devious and, or whatever you want to say it is. Uh, people didn't, right? It just happens. That's what happens to the world. Bad things do occur. Pandemics occur every hundred years. That is the ultimate cruelty in thought. And basically, we just keep on doing, as you were saying, Kalman, the stuff that we did before. If we just say, like, oh, we don't know what this is, and, you know, okay, this is what happens. So we don't realize that we're actually going to bring more of this stuff on us. This, it's going to get worse, and there's going to be other things that are happening. And that's what the Torah says, I believe. Again, it's this week's Parsha, so I guess it's pretty uh, appropriate. Right? Keri, of course, is assuming that things just occur without necessarily being a message from God about things you've done. 
Klomar kisho ovi alechem tzara kadeshat ashuvo im tomer shukeri oisav alechem chamas oisav. It sounds like the Rambam is saying literally that if you don't learn the lesson, if you don't turn it into something, I'm going to have to send worse stuff. It's it's it, right that that right. that's why you're quoting this Rambam, I assume. Right, right. I'm quoting the Rambam that 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 now let, let's step back for a minute. We said before we're insects to the mind of God. Every every human being has is basically that way in the mind of God. Still, as you say, we need to understand every person on his own. Not necessarily the Rambam is saying the Godel Biasrol needs to tell everybody, the Rav Chaim or whoever needs to tell everybody. Every single one of us who are a part of a community, and maybe even in our own personal lives, needs to somehow be able to connect the dots. God is not a distant tyrant. God allows the, 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 he understands how human beings are going to perceive it. And within each person, Kalman, he gives the potential and actually the, the ability to see why this thing happened to them. Yeah, I, 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 the, the Torah is our guide, and we need the experts who read the Torah to guide us. I don't think this is down to every individual, because if it comes down to every individual, and then you've got Das Balabatim making decisions on, on, on spiritual so, things. So you, you, I, you, uh, this, needs peop, this needs people who have Das Torah to understand what the message of our okay. Torah is. All right, look, this is really, really a side point between us. It, can each individual make it, or does it yeah. have to be? I, I wonder, but, I wonder but, the point, but the point is, Tom, let me just finish this idea from this Rambam, is that, yeah, so when you see something that the logic tells you, right, you, you can make those jumps. You have a right to say, yes, I can see. The optics the indicators are there, it must therefore, at least as far as I'm concerned, this is what I'm going to work on. Maybe it's something else, but you need to have the courage to make that choice based on how you see things. And I think that when you look at this event, maybe Kalman Warch sees it as why didn't you really do something out of COVID? I think others might say perhaps what happened there is connected to the event or the what, what what the event sprung out of, which is, in my mind, a sort of a very pretty um, and 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 I guess in some ways, you know, interesting, but not necessarily a deep, real religiosity. It's a religiosity that 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 is primitive in some ways, and sort of sort of taps into. Really, is that what the Rashbi would want? Is that what he wants? He wants to have a whole caravan of 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 you know, you know twenty five different acts of 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 singing and and orchestras and instruments, right? Is is that really what it's about? Is is I think the religiosity that was there was clearly authentic, but was it really what it was? Is that what God wants? Is that what he wants? Does he well, want that? It's funny you quote that because I was about to quote that same chapter in Yeshaya. I, I, I think, I think where you're going is, is, is my, I think this is my, really my last thought. I know we are running out of time soon, but this is my last thought. One of the most significant effects 
that Corona, COVID-19, had on Klal Yisrael was us being, and I'm going to use a harsh term, and you can, you can tell me if you uh, like that or not, is we were all thrown out of shul. We were all thrown out of shul. And, and I'm going to, I, you know, just reading those verses in that chapter in Yeshaya, which I turned to as you were reading it, which is uh, reciting it, which is pretty incredible over Zoom. But it says, Shimu devar Hashem Sedam, Hazinu Taras This is the Navi Yeshaya referring to the Jewish people who says, You sodomites. Right? I mean, how bad do we have to? Uh, he's called out for it, right? Don't call my people sodomites. But he does. You're a bunch of sodomites. What do I need your karbanas? You come to see me, me bikesh zos miyatcham ramos chatzaira. Who asked you to come and trample my courtyards? Ramos chatzaira, trample my courtyards. Those are very strong terms, right? Trampling the courtyards. But Hashem is saying, you come to my base of Mikdash. You know what? You don't even feel like you're coming to the house of God. You know what? Don't come to me. Keep your Chodesh, keep your Shabbos. I mean, whoever heard such a thing, Yeshai is saying that Hashem is speaking through Yeshai and saying, I hate your Shabbos. I hate your Shabbos. And I think that Kal Yisrael being thrown out of shul for a year has to tell us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying, you're not coming to my house. It feels like you're, you're, you're using me as an excuse for a gathering, for a social interaction, for, for to keep yourself busy. You can't do anything else on Shabbos. You might as well go to shul. And this is not everyone. And, and I wouldn't even say it's a vast majority. But Kal Yisrael as a whole has been losing over the last few years, has been losing its spiritual connection, like the whole world has been losing its spiritual connection. And I think it feels like HaKadosh Baruch Hu is checking the world. It, and, you know, this is not a model, but when's the last time we had the entire world being punished all at the same time? All the other things, even World War II didn't affect the entire world at the same time in the same way. This did, it affected everyone. And then here we come out again, Ramos Chatzera, and Hashem is saying, I, I, I wanted you to fix all this. So if my, my final suggestion is that there has to be something about gr- a greater level of, of Amuna and Devekus, and I'm going to use a, a, you know, and a recognition and a, uh, of Hashem's presence in our lives, and especially in Shul. Okay, so now you have, so these are the two areas. One is the Achtus and Ava, the Achtus and real Ava, not just lip service, and not just being entrenched in your positions, right? That's one thing. And the second thing you're saying is, is that we should appreciate, the fact that we're thrown out of Shul means we have to rekindle and rededicate ourselves to Avodas Hashem and Dikta Mitzvos? Is that what it is? That... I, I, I would, even simpler than that. Pure Amuna. Pure, just Amuna. The fact that I'm, I'm, I'm I think that Kalal Yisrael, again, as a whole, not individuals, but as a whole, they don't walk into shul feeling like they're coming to talk to God. It, it feels more like they're coming to talk to their friends. Or, or, or they're talking to themselves for some people. But we've lost lost our spirituality. I I think, look, I am not such a great shul person, and that I think has to do with the fact that, you know, I've I've been raised, you know, in one way, and then when I becoming a yeshiva person, and then having to live, not in a yeshiva place, (laughs) sort of 
you know, sort of it, it causes you to realize that shul means a lot more to some people than it does to others. To me, the lack of the shul for a year was not, it didn't rip my kishkas out. You know, Baruch Hashem, I was able to daven a lot and in some ways better in privacy than I had done because I didn't feel I was on display. I didn't feel I was a public figure that people had to come ask questions for me and would look at me and 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 and, and in that way. I, I didn't I wasn't part of a a Dveka sticky Yeshivisha Kehila that I that I really felt I was missing. So but I understand but the people who were have told me that when they came back they did come back with a great Aliyah Sanefesh and an Aliyah that they had. I, I don't know if they kept that feeling, but when the shuls were allowed to become open, you did see reports of people saying how much that davening meant, how much hearing Kriya Satayur again meant. I think there was an authentic, great feeling about that and feeling God's presence. You're right, it wasn't capitalized, and perhaps you think it's already, it's already dissipated, um, no, I, I think that I think that again, in your position of giving this a more every individual person should look at this based on their individual um, surroundings. I, I think you're right that you'll find those individuals who did look at it that way. But I, I want I want us all of Kalalisol to respond as a family, and and that there hasn't been even if individuals found their inspiration i i know and i think that some of the people who find inspiration are also the kinds of people who come and tell you about it which 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 makes them more the exception to the rule meaning because you see all those people but but i i want i want our communal response i want our gedolia torah to come out today all of them with one message they don't have to sign on one piece of paper but all of them should be delivering some message that really resonates and not one that feels like they're just signing their name at the bottom of a page because there's pressure by someone. Look, you know, not everyone really has taken the um, model of the Chavrusa and bonded despite the differences of age and geographical uh, situations. Uh, in Eretz Yisrael especially, you know, one of the people... And I, and I say this with the greatest amount of COVID, who was nifter in this past year, was Rav Nocham Eliezer Rabinovich, who really, uh, if you see the Yad Pshuta and many of his other uh, works, you have to really appreciate the common sense brilliance that he brings to almost every subject he deals with. When Rav David Stav, who I was my old Chavrusa, gave a hespit for him, I, he allowed us to ask questions. And I asked him, Rav Nochem came to Eretz Yisrael at an advanced age. Was he able to connect to the G'dayla Yisrael in that way, other G'dayla Yisrael? Because in where he was in his community, he was venerated. And Rav David said he knows that Rav Aaron Lichtenstein was very close to Rav Shlomo Zalman, who was also from that Hevra, but he doesn't think that Rav Nochem was. was. And I am not going to say anything negative about Rav Nochem. But I think there exists in Eretz Yisrael, do you see Kufim, that don't allow people who have so much in common to really bond. So you, you, you really have, and this goes back, to, I guess, to our discussion about Gedolim, about them stepping down and who's running them, who's running the show. But, yeah. but, but unfortunately, there, there's so much that unites us. And yet, you can't, let, let me tell you, one of the people who died during COVID, Rabbi Yudah Herzl Hankin, the B'nai Bonham, Chubas B'nai Bonham, who you're very familiar with. Yeah. 
why wasn't there in the in the Haredi press Hasbedim and Marochas? No, because he represents the 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 right. He, the, yeah, I, I think what you're raising up, you're right. Rav Stav from Merkaz and 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 uh, and the Navaminska Rebbe from the Aguda. It's very hard to imagine the, those two kind of um, coming together in this way. I, I'm not asking for that. Right, right. But so, so, so what I'm saying is that it could have been a unified message even without recognizing. The, but there's so much there's so much disconnect where you can't even. Look, you can't refer to him as a as a chaynu of rocha. You can't mention right. There, there, there is such ugly stuff that, yeah, that is, I don't that is entrenched. So, not spit any of their gedolim properly. Even the Rav Tversky, who we've we've had chance to speak about, I, I, I don't I, I don't think that Kal Yisrael properly stopped, and I, I don't think any of them. And it's all because we we we're so, we're so, shell shocked. So, so, so how do you expect with such a broken vehicle? How do you expect it to be magically glued together? I expect with one voice? our leaders to be better than me. I expect our leaders to be better than us. And I demand, and I demand that our Gedole Torah be Gedole Torah. Are we, are we, are, are we ain't of like that much that, that, that we, we don't have, we don't have something? Well, let's hope that, Kalman, that this message somehow uh, filters through and we do get the direction that we need in a way that uh, uh, can bring us in those lofty ideals that you are pushing us uh, to, to accept. I'm all with you as far as this goes. So I don't know if we, you know, I, I think our levels of disagreement have to do with realism. And can, and I, I have hope that after this event, there will be things. But I think, I, I think this needs to be processed. And, 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 I, and, and I would hope that after that processing occurs, there's going to be messages that can satisfy even my Chavrusa Rabbi Kalman Warch. We'll see you, everybody. Hopefully in a better, better way with better, better news and a better situation next week. Take care, everybody. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. I don't know. Maybe I interrupted you too many times. No, no, no. That's you, part of the... This, this was your show. You you had a very starke Sachen. Okay, I'm <laughs> going to run and do some exercise now. All right, thank you. That was great. Okay, okay bye-bye. Be well. All right, All right. have a great All day. the best. Uh, he doesn't, does he, does he need Rafur Shlema? Yeah, he's still technically in Rafur Shlema. So, you know, it's a right. procedure is a procedure, so I'll pass it along. Yeah, okay. Tell him to listen right. to the show. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.